0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening This is Chief Yuya and you are listening to the Chief Yuya Podcast So, uh, again, as as always, uh, I'm thankful to be present in this experience I'm not necessarily talking about the podcast, but I'm talking about this this journey experience That uh, has been graced to me that we call life or living you know. But uh, I want to tell uh, a tale real quick A true tale And then uh, we're going to get on with what we need to do for ourselves uh, I had a thought this morning It's about 6am right now where I'm at And I had a thought or a recoll- recollection about a, a situation that happened uh, Maybe I'd say about 3 months ago 2-3 months ago uh, could be off on that of course and it involved uh, a gentleman and another individual so this is what happened I'm driving up 95 I-95 North I'm my way back up to New York uh, coming from the South I was doing some work in the South and then I was going to New York to do some other work and um, I had to Uh, confer with uh, some of my assistants for some things that we were doing and I said let me pull over. I pulled over at a rest stop because um, my connection wasn't too great because you know a lot of times these interstate highways they're placed you know far away from cell phone towers so um, I pulled into a rest stop in order to use their Wi-Fi on my tablet so I was sitting in my car and i was using a wi-fi and i had music playing but in a moment i heard uh you know in my in my hearing uh, my auditory field i heard uh some like kind of a ruckus like people were were arguing but and and i saw a, a woman kind of walk past my vehicle. I was parked near the entrance entrance of the rest stop and there were trucks, you know, usually with a cars park and a trucks park or two different areas. So the trucks were parked further behind me and I was near the cars near the entrance. And I was near the entrance because I was trying to make sure I got a good signal. So I saw a woman walking and then, um, she was saying some things like almost as she was taunting someone to do something and then she started to walk really fast you know she was near the entrance at this point she actually had the door open of the entrance and she was saying you know she was waving her hands like saying come on come on come on and come on and and i listened and i heard someone say don't play with me don't play with me i'm not the one don't play with me so I know what that means, that means somebody's getting ready to get beat up. And I could tell that this woman was positioning herself in a way so that she was, um, she was protected because she, was, she would be right near the entrance, she was getting ready to run inside where there were attendants. This particular rest stop is actually a visitor center. I was at that rest stop near, um, we were near Philadelphia. I don't. I don't know the name of the rest stop, but they have like a little histo- Pennsylvania historical thing in there. You can go in there, and they have little antiques and stuff like that. But there's always an attendant at the counter, at least during the daytime. You know, and there's a place where you you know you could you could sit and eat, and there's um and this is all inside. There's vending machines, and of course the bathrooms. <clears throat> so I turned around and I saw a man kind of you know hollering because men don't yell but they do holler and I saw him hollering heard him hollering and I looked at him from back where he was at his truck and the truck door was open and by the way this woman was carrying a bunch of you know a couple of bags with her and at first he was saying don't play with me don't play with me and then he picked up He was walking slowly. And then when she was like, well, come on, let's do it. Then come on, come on. He started running. He ran into. So I then at that point jumped out of my car. Right. And by the time I got on my, out of my car, you know, because I, I wasn't, I had my, my tablet and my stuff out. So I, you know, I kind of covered it up and put it away a little bit. So by the time I got into the car, she was on the phone I could tell that she was on the phone with law enforcement or someone, let's just say backup. And he was standing about maybe 10, 10 to 15 feet away from her saying, you foul. You know, you foul, Val. Her name was Val. You foul. I can't believe this scandalous BITCH. You foul. So I just went over to him and I said, are you Okay. I said, said, he was like, yeah, man, this BITCH stole his money from me. I said, okay, man. I said, well, listen. um," I said, you know, she's she's probably over there calling the cops. He was like, yeah, that's exactly what she's doing, but I don't give a F, man. You foul! And then yelling so that she can hear, you know, while she's calling the cops. And I said, listen, lower your voice. I said, because what's going to happen is that uh, they're going to show up. And... They're going to crack you over the head because they're going to say that you're ED, emotionally disturbed. They're not going to try to counsel you down or anything like that, but they're going to crack you over the head. So I said, and, and if they crack you over the head, she wins. They're going to haul you off, and then she's going to go through your truck and and do whatever she feels like doing. She might drive it away. And he was like, yeah, man, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then, like, you know, every—but still, every maybe 60 seconds, he's like— can't believe you can't believe you so i said look man i'm you know just just stay cool brother you know just 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 stay cool i said they're gonna show up anyway man but and then i whispered to him i said did you hit her he was like nah nah i I was like between me i said did you did you hit her he was like no and i was like all right cool then you good you good we 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 good here don't even worry about whatever's gonna happen it's you're you're fine morning So I'll be let me get back okay alright excuse all that noise um actually right before this segment um right before this segment um I texted him oh I ain't gonna text me yet. let me close this down Excuse all that extra noise. Yeah, right before the segment, um I was thinking about him. That's why I'm talking about it. And I texted him. You know, I know he drives trucks, so I figured he might be up. So that was him just texting me back. Um. So anyway, so you know, I just spoke to him. I said, "Listen, man. You know, this is what happens. Don't you know? Don't sweat it." Um. And he explained to me what happened. He said, "You know, um." You know, I, I drive trucks and I take her around with me. He said, I've been taking care of her for three years. She doesn't work. She doesn't do anything, man. And, you know, um, we've been, you know, she she just goes on my runs and stuff with me. And um, I had a check that came in for, I think he said eight, $1,800, something like that. And um, she told me that the check, the money still had to be wired. You know, she received a check, but she he was like, I know she cashed the check because I saw the money. physically sold money mine she took my money and she's telling me the check gotta be wired and then when I started asking her about it she started grabbing all her stuff talking about I'm leaving so that's that was what I saw at the rest stop when she grabbed some of her belongings and um was walking out and was like yeah I wish you would I wish you I said listen she wants you to attack her that's why she ran in here and I said look around man we're the only dark people in here it's just us three so I said, "How do you think this is really gonna go?" You know, and I said, "And then there's there's the two of us, two men, two dark men. Where do you think this is really going at the end of the day?" I said, "Of course they're gonna side with her because she, you know, she's the agent, because she's like she's like the bounty hunter that's bringing you in for justice." So I said, "Man, just just stay cool. You didn't you didn't hit her, so you're good." So. When she was on the phone with law enforcement she, she was taunting him She was like smiling She had a smirk on her face And he was like I can't believe this BIDJ I said listen This is what's going to happen I said when they show up she's going to start crying I promise you that She's going to start crying I said right now she's telling you She's telling him she just wants to leave And you won't let her leave And this and that and that um, I said just just play along That's how the game goes So You know I'm talking to him to him About different things And I'm I'm breaking down I'm dropping some gems on him Just keep Basically keeping his mind occupied Because I don't want him To run over there And knock her out You know um, But just keeping his mind occupied And I'm breaking down Different game to him As it pertains to men and women And, and he's like Man you right You right And he, he was just like Wow man I, I really appreciate you You know I said "You know," He's like I just really appreciate you man You You know a lot and I was like, yeah, oh, no, I said, I've been through a lot, you know, and um, so we're just talking and I'm but I'm still positioning and angling myself where I'm right in front of him and I'm bigger than him, you know, so it's like, you know, just maybe give him something to think about, well, man, if I if I wanted to run out, I got to I got to get get past him and, you know, he's he's got a, a little bit of size, more size on me. So, you know, maybe it might be a little difficult, just kind of maybe trying to plant that subconsciously. Um and it's not because I care about her. I don't I don't give a damn about her. Um once I saw that she was taunting him at the doorway like that, I knew what, what, what she was and I knew who she worked for. I knew who where her allegiance was and it definitely wasn't with him or his survival. And then especially once you're calling police unnecessarily, anything could happen. You know, police show up and kill people. And I said that to him. I said, you know, <clears throat> I'm gonna stay here, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you from getting killed today. I said because once you call those people, you know that this can go either either way. So I said, a woman that will call policing agents on you doesn't give a damn about you, especially considering you weren't violent or anything like that. Um, so they, f- so I see the car finally come up, and I said, I said, man, stay right here, man. I'm gonna go and and um deal with it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go meet the cop outside. Kapu shows up turns out to be another dark man I said okay cool cool this works this this might work out for us so I met him at the door and he said are you are you the one who had the incident I said no 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 I said I'm actually waiting with the gentleman who had an issue and I basically I didn't explain the situation but I told him everything I needed he needed to hear to not come in with guns blazing and that was my intention because you know uh, the guy was still a bit, you know, he was he was still a bit ir- irate, of course, understandably so. And I didn't want him to meet with Lawrence And they do the whole, sir, calm down, sir, sir. I didn't want him to do that. Because sometimes when you're dealing with a with a beast and honestly a Jezebel, they know how to work those angles when it comes to the state better than you do. Because you're just still in shock that, that they would have the nature to do something like that to you. You know, and then you might start getting irate and then it just doesn't go in your direction like it should, so I explained to him i said listen he said what, what was it was it physical I said no it wasn't physical at all i said it i said it was it was verbal a little bit, but there was really you know there were no threats or anything like that you know um i said he he's just upset you know apparently she she um took something from him and then she you know tried to just run out on him i said but they they are you know they were together, but you know i said there was no there was no physical uh, interaction. Now, mind you, I don't like talking to, to policing agents. I really just, I really, really don't, but I'm willing to do that to keep this, this individual out of a cage, you know, for a night or for a couple of days or longer. And, you know, like one of the things I, I impressed upon him. I said, what do you do, man? He said, man, you know, I drive trucks. You know, he told me to stay. He's from the. He was from the south. I'm not gonna say the state, but he said, you know, from there. And you know, I had her living with me and everything. I've been taking care of her. And um, I said, man, you gonna fill out this little punk report? I said, kick this broad out your out your truck, man. Let 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 her, let, her, let her kick rocks. I said, that little money that she took, you know, with the profession you're in, man, you will make that another couple of days. And he said, you know, you're right, man. It's not really about the money, but I just can't believe she would do something like that. I said, yeah, well, I said, whatever, you know, I said, whatever she's doing now, the signs that she was going to do it were already present. You just chose to ignore it. You know, that's (laughs) that's on you. (laughs) You know, you 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 chose to ignore that. But the signs were already there. You knew all along that you were you were um, investing into a void because I said three years and she did nothing. So, you know, where's your standards at? Where, where where do you value yourself? So, right now, you hardly have position to begin to lose control or, to, you know, or, or to begin to react and respond in a way um, because you have to now face your reality. You have to admit the life that you were living yourself, you know, so... Again, you know, the cop came in, and uh, you know he went over to him and he he started talking to him and he was calm at the because I'm there and you know you like, okay, hey, man, you know, she took my money, and it's now he start he explained a little bit of it about how it worked. He, he said, everybody wants to contact me now. He said, um, and why is that so loud? But anyway, <laughs> he said, you know, um. What's the face? I'm sorry, I got distracted by that message. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, he said, yeah, you know, the check came in. She took my check. She wants to leave. He was like, that's fine, but I just want my money back. So... The cop was like, "Okay, well, let me see. What's what?" So he went over and talked to the individual, and she was like, "I just want to leave. I don't know what he' talking about about no money. Da da da. I just want to leave. I don't want nothing from him. I don't want nothing from him." So, long story short, the, the cop allowed her to go back to the to the truck and take her stuff so she could leave, which is basically it was just a bunch of bags, and um. He was still upset because he was like, you know, she took my money. I said, man, let her take that money. That's payoff money. You you paid her to to, to get lost. But I said, let's go to the truck, though, because he was going to wait inside the rest stop while she was in the truck. I said, don't you dare let her go through your truck and you don't stand there. So you crazy? You know, so I walked him back to the truck. And then, the, you know, the cop asking, he was like, so how how are you involved? I said, listen, man, I'm just, you know, a, a, a concerned um resident i i saw this going on and i was just concerned you know so um and he understood he was like i, I understand he was like man i'm I'm glad you were here and i was like yeah why well, you know i ain't no cop or nothing so <laughs> you know i said I'm just concerned resident you know so um you know she went and got her stuff. She went back inside of the rest stop, and then of course I said, "Now I said the cops gonna take your full statement and take your name and all. That. He gonna want my name and so forth and so on." So you know he started that, and you know he 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 took the names. I you know I gave him a name and a number, you know, <laughs> but because uh, I I told you I ain't messing with them complete them, them people, you know, so it wasn't about me so you don't you don't really need my 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 real information but anyway so one of the things i said to him man which i felt was important and the cop agreed man cuz he kept saying man i can't believe this i can't believe it i said listen this was a perfect um this this was a this was a perfect ending to this situation or this chapter no matter what you decide to do forward you know it's your business as a man but i said this was a perfect day for you and I and I and I, the cop was still saying it was the three of us standing there. At that point, we were just kind of talking, and I said, "Now, and I want to explain why." I said, "This could have went a million and one ways." I said, "You could have had a different state trooper show up, with a different type of uh, agenda or, or a different type of disposition." I said, "The reality is something happened, and it didn't get physical." You're not in cuffs. You didn't get thrown on the floor. You didn't get humiliated. None of that stuff happened. And you're able to go about your day because it was, it was fairly early in the day. I said, you're able to still go about your day and make your money. You're going to go somewhere now and make a pocket full of money. And you got a leech out of your life. I mean, how much better could could this have ended? And And the cop was like, you know what? He's absolutely right. You better listen to him. He was like, because, you know depending on he said i know how how it gets sometimes and it could have went a lot of different ways and you know if we would have showed up or i would have showed up and saw something different or heard something different you know um then yeah it it, could have been a lot worse for you you know so i said sometimes you have to be able to step back for a moment and while you're facing your reality understand when um you're you're reaching out for the wrong things and not recognizing the beautiful blessings that it that the creator has put in front of you right there on the spot right and i guess one of the things that helped uh (laughs) because the cop kept saying man you look so familiar to me i'm like man don't 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 start that start that so i'm already like all right man well you know what fellas i'm i need to get out of here and the cop kept saying yeah you look so familiar and the other guy was saying it too and by the way i'm gonna say his name because i never met um a melanated man um with with this name but his name was billy bob that wasn't his his first and last but it's billy bob was i never met a melanated name and i mean I, you know i'm not from the south so for me i was like that's your name for real <laughs> he's like yeah man billy bob i said all right cool you know first time for everything <laughs> they, they they really do exist billy bobs aside from billy bob thornton of course but you know the cop the, the cop kept saying yeah man I, you know i sworn i know you and then he was like i got it you know he was like michael jai white Anyone ever tell you You look like Michael Jai White And I was like Yeah all, all the time I, I hear that all the time You know And then the, Billy Bob was like Hey yeah man The guy from Spawn You're thinking the same thing You look just like Michael Jai White i was like I don't think I look just like him But uh Okay sure I play along you know so because of that maybe that you know that kind of threw him off for a minute he's trying to place my face or whatever and you know and his energy because he was smiling he was cool about it and i was like man you know thank you and i thanked him i said man thank you know thank you for for uh being patient and understanding man and 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 handling the situation with a lot of professionalism and decorum i said i i appreciate you doing that you know and he was like yeah man he was like you know i'm just doing my job He was like But I, I I know how I get sometimes You know Of course he can't say Anything But you know I told him on the side When I was You know I didn't walk back to my car Because I didn't want him To see my license plate But <laughs> But when I was walking back Towards the facility I, You know I said You know That really was on her You know He was like Yeah He was like I, I kind of picked up on that I was like Yeah He didn't You know he He was trying to really You know Restrain himself Man But she was really Really taunting him you know um but anyway and i just had to throw that little bit of extra in just case something happened after i left but anyway you know talking to this individual you know and looking at this 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 young lady well i can't even call her lady not the way she was acting but she didn't you know she looked she looked very disheveled you know, she looked um, and I'm looking at him and I'm saying, man, do you not realize that you can go up the street? I said, you can go drive through Philly right now and get 15 of her. You know, if you want some some lazy, unkept broad to, to ride around the country with you in truck, you know, who has nothing going on for herself, you can. There's a lot of that's easy to find. You know, I, I said, Why don't you hold out for somebody with a little bit more value. And a lot of times that doesn't happen because there's a seductiveness that people have with, you know, um, the wrong things and allowing um, the wrong energies to come into their mind because they're reaching out for stability. And they're they're reaching out for stability in something that's not stable and not of their divine selves, you know, so, um, yeah, I got this woman driving all around the country. Why can't you drive around by yourself? You know. And sometimes it's because that person lacks internal control. You know, they, they, like I said, they have not admitted the reality of what their life is. And they're unwilling to rededicate themselves to their own divine self and to their own journey. So they don't want to sit in lonely hotel rooms. They don't want to, you know, um, feel that anxiety that that comes on when it's time for them to kind of really face their own truth. And, And those long car rides will do that for you, you know, um, they don't know that feeling of feeling your strength increase because you're now in a divine situation. And I said that to him, you know, when we were out there talking, he said, Man, I'm so glad you spoke to me. He said, Man, what are you into? He said, Would you Muslim or something? He was like, Man, 'cause you you know, you you talking that stuff, man, You, you know some stuff and I was like, Nah, man, I'm just just another another brother, just like you. I said, you know, I've gone through some things and, you know, and I just I just understand how things can go, that's all, man. But I'm I'm just like an, another brother like you, that's all. And uh, you know, when the cop was there, I said, And look at this I said, look at the symbols here, man. I said the three kings. Look at this. Look at what we're doing. You we got the three kings right here, you know. Um But like I said, man, sometimes it's difficult for people, you know, because when they're they're alone, they feel themselves beginning to fall apart you know, because the quiet is so loud in their ears and inside of them, they feel like there's this empty tomb, you know, and, and inside of this, this empty tomb of themselves is all these emotions that are running through them. And, and they're kind of shouting, you know, where is my, where is love? You know, where is God? Where is compassion? Where is this? Where is that? Maybe where's my mother? Where's my father? You know? Um, and the truth is the concepts, of of any of those things Has never really left anyone They've always been faithful to you But a lot of times It takes a lot of work for you to overcome What the world implants in you And like I've said before North America Or the western world even You know have become Very very pro, uh, efficient At destroying the self esteem Of a people They're really good at that You know and sometimes We don't realize that Um, that becomes our first level of, of, um, obstacle, right? And, um, sometimes we don't, we just don't know how to turn those, those obstacles, you know, into stepping stones, if you will, you know, we, we just keep stumbling and like this was a great example. You know, this was a great example of someone, um, who was getting ready to fall and was getting ready to stumble. Um, But willfully maybe heard some things or, you know, experienced some things in that day where they could turn the whole experience into a stepping stone. You know, um, we can adamantly insist on anything in our lives in terms of like what what we want to experience and and things like that. But sometimes we don't realize that we are our biggest obstacle. You know, we just we we don't want to. We don't want to see it as that. It's, it's hard to imagine it as that. But sometimes um, we have we have different things going on with us, and when ne- we ne- neglect it, as a result, our relationship with the divine because we're, we're just we're busy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're busy, and like you know, I was talking to Billy Bob, and he said, you know. Um, and then, you know, I exchanged numbers with him because I said, well, you know, I know he's going to be on the road and he might be thinking about it. he might even think about going back and getting her and everything. And I and I said, hey, man, if you need to talk, just, you know, shoot me a line. It's it's OK. You know, I, I said um, I got a, another couple of hours on the road and, you know, if you need to talk, man, don't, you know, don't feel embarrassed, you know, to 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 reach out. man. I said, I don't know none of, any of your friends. You don't know any of mine. So, you know, anything you say. Um, you don't have to worry about it. getting back to somebody you might know, man. I, I understand that it's never easy to, to separate yourself from a partner or someone you consider to be a partner, you know, but again, like I said, a lot of times, um, we separate ourselves from the divine and that's a, in in that way, um, and we kind of disrespect the relationship. That we have with the divine, because he said something to me. He said, you know, man, you know, I I used to read some of those type of books, man. Said, and I didn't quote anything, but he said, you know, the people like you, man, the stuff you talking about, man. I I used to be in that, man. I used to, I used to listen to some of that. And He mentioned someone. I'm trying to remember. It might have been Doctor Semi or something. But someone he said, yeah, I I used to listen to them in my truck. You know, but either way. You know our souls and our spirits draw strength from the study that we do every day and when we learn regularly we we nourish our our spirits you know we provide that level of nourishment and we fire up our passion for our purpose and we we increase our fervor to come closer to to divine alignment and um you know sometimes we you know We have to ask those around us that we may look up to, whatever, you know, what what authors or what teachers inspire you? And then you just choose whatever pathway you want to use, whether it's audio or print or or visual, and you just keep pouring it into your life. But a lot of times, as opposed to doing that, we allow a lot of spiritual pollution into our world, you know. Um, And as a result, we create these blockages. You know, instead of committing ourselves to actionable steps, you know, we commit ourselves to really kind of investing, if you will, into the blockages, you know, and it's just like when he kept yelling out, you foul, you foul, foul, I can't believe this scandalous itch, you know, the first thing I did was I started to speak to him in a way where I was saying, well, how did you get here? Let's deal with that. Like, what did you do to get here? As opposed to asking or stating who did this to me, ask this, what did I do to get here? You know, and recognize that, you know, of course this, you know, our first reaction a lot of times, and it's just a reaction, it's not an intelligent response, but a lot of times our first reaction is to um, blame other people. When our outcomes don't reflect what our expectations were. So, in that moment, then we decide to abandon our obligation of responsibility. And this is usually a sign. If someone, again, begins to create that as their response as opposed to reaction, you're now witnessing someone who is slow to accept transformation and change in their life. You know, because they're unwilling to be the deity of their life, they're always abdicating that um, authority to someone else. You know, and they don't know how to they don't know how to take like like you' at the casino, they don't know how to take the chips of their failures and cash them in, you know, and recognize that there's an opportunity to grow and that opportunity completely escapes them it eludes them um because they 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 didn't they don't think about well how could I have done this better or what could have been better you know they just think that everyone and everything is holding them back you know, um, when it's actually them holding themselves back. So, you know, one of the things that I got into is, you know, uh, let's look at how we got here. And and that's not to say, you know, you need to, with full hundred percent, full on blast, blame yourself for all of your failures. Um, but you need to look at a way, you know, um, where you know because sometimes you'll go people will go to an extreme and they'll always feel like as soon as something happens yeah well this is just how i am i'm just screwed up and you know and they might have a fear of offending people around them so they they may have a fear of saying yeah i messed up but you messed up too <laughs> part of this is is your fault it's not just all me and sometimes that fear of offending others you know they they keep themselves in kind of the cyclical um pattern of blame and it limits them, you know, and they have to learn to kind of not only give themselves credit and affirm the things that they're good at, but obviously also, uh, affirm where it is that they may have some challenges and, you know, like for, for, for this individual, Billy Bob, you know, I know I usually give real names, but you, you won't find him, but, uh, a lot of times we end up in situations like that because we lack goals in life. We lack goals. Like I had to keep reminding him. I said, "Man, you you're a trucker, man. You got a job driving trucks." Now I've never I've never driven uh, trucks myself. I've never even had a have I? Because I've had a lot of jobs. I don't think I've had a driving job. Well, I mean, I no, nah, I've never had a job. Oh, I have had a job as a helper on a truck. So somewhat. So I guess somewhat. I've had a lot of jobs. I've had so many jobs at this point that I can't even remember all of them. Um, but anyway, a lot of times people lack goals. So because there's there's goals, they're just like they're misguided and they end up crashing into any old reef and any old rock that comes along. And they kind of get stuck with with, with nothing even by the time they reach their destination because they haven't really planned on what any of their goals were supposed to be. There's no priorities. There's no purpose. There's, there's no objective. So what happens is that um, they end up with less options by the time they arrive to where they're supposed to be. It's like saying, okay, I want to be married or I want to have a family. But you don't really have any goals for that family. You don't really have any goals surrounding, you know, surrounding that marriage. So by the time you actually get married... And you end up in that space You don't really have a whole lot of options in your relationship Because you haven't established what those goals are supposed to be You know Whereas when you're when a person is striving for success They have a specific des- destination that they're going to They don't just say, well, I want to live a good life I can't tell you how many times I've, I've kind of started And quickly ended relationships from answers like that So what, what do you want in life? I just want to be comfortable I just want to have a good life That's it? okay, well, there's, there's no definition in there, you know, there's, there's no definition of, of even lifestyle, you know, um, or I might ask, have you ever written down your goals, anything like that, no, I'm just a simple, simple woman, I don't, okay, you're too simple for me, (laughs) you know, and I understand, like I said, I'm not looking for a plan, because a plan is different than a goal, you know, um, and then sometimes people have the wrong goals, you know, um, you know, they 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 kind of just like, well, I just want to I've had I've heard this before. I want to have a lot of money. How much is a lot? A lot. You know, a lot to make me happy, you know, or sometimes people just want um, status. They want prestige. They want credentials. But there's no really there's no real reason for having any of that. They just want it, you know. So, you know, the truth is you, you're you not going to be able to attract the right people around you and, and the right experiences around you. If you haven't set some clear, cut goals, and like I said, sometimes re- people are reaching out for stability in other people, and that's really just a shortcut. You know, they just want everything they want faster, and you know, everything now around them ends up being very shoddy. If I want to, if I want to put a house together quickly, or I want to put a meal together quickly, or I want to build a bridge quickly obviously um they're going to be shoddy because of the result of me desiring to take these these shortcuts you know and sometimes we want maximum reward for the the most minimal amount of effort you know so i'm using this story as a catalyst for that understanding and um you know just saying you know don't don't overlook the details you know, don't overlook the details in your life and, you know, the usage of calendars. I'm, I'm a big calendar user, you know, um and really being able to determine who needs to be present and who doesn't. And, you know, like I said, when you look at the story of Billy Bob and Val, <laughs> you know, because I only know a name because he kept shouting out, you foul, Val, you foul, this mother effer here. Took care of for three years. You foul. Vow <laughs> you know. Um Yeah man, you know, um with their experience, you know, I could clearly see that these are just just like he's driving the road, he's just going where they tell him to go. There's no real goals, man. There's this no you know, so of course you can have this this person in, in your vehicle for this long doing nothing. You know, and honestly, when I looked at him and looked at her, she like, I have to be honest, you know, she looked, she looked like she had been living on the streets. Like she, she looked filthy, you know, um, and I'm even looking at him different, like, oh, that's, that's, that's your lady, you know? And not to say that, you know, he was, he looked like a GQ model or anything like that, but Hey he's the one with the, with the good the good job <laughs> you know um, and you know, and she just looked she just she didn't look well kept she actually looked like she may have had a substance abuse issue, and maybe they both do you know maybe maybe that's that's um you know and, and again, we talk about the wrong kind of goals that people can have, of course, right, so maybe that might have had something to do with it, but like I said, a lot of times when we when we fall into this tendency to blame. Others for everything that's going on with us, um, you know we fail to realize that there's a divinity that's inside of us that could take control of, of the whole of our reality, and we forfeit that responsibility, we forfeit that gift to others you know by encouraging a perpetual cycle um, of external blame that does nothing but, but limit, limits us into the day we die. We die. Not fulfilling our potential because we never want to point the finger inward and say, man, you know, this is what I did. And this is what I need to do differently in the future. Sad state of events. All right. So I'm out of here. I just wanted to drop a little Jim. I haven't done. uh, This is kind of like a a throwback to maybe a Thunderground Thunderground Thursday type of of style of segment. Um, And I haven't done one in. in a a long time so i figured uh you know i was feeling that vibe if you will so i'm just gonna say just like i told um this individual you know don't give up you know sometimes um we feel tired and we feel beaten down by our relationships and like i said i've seen plenty of great men taken out by relationships with the wrong women plenty of great men and I had to remind him I said man you got a great job man you got you got a job and a career that people would cut off their pinky toe to have and you're gonna you're gonna throw it away for for that over there for for one vagina one vagina you're gonna throw it away for that and from the looks of it not even a, a, a special not a young vagina not a special vagina not even one that's making you money you know see that's the thing when you lack knowledge of self the vagina can become a black hole that your whole life and your whole existence slides in, into you could lose everything inside of a vagina not just your not just your fluids you can lose everything when you don't have knowledge of self see that's the danger of the Leviathan the danger of the hell mouth it can only be you can only receive the treasures of the hell mouth if you're wise. I, I hope you men pick up on the game that I'm putting down. And that when you go into the vagina and you don't have wisdom, you don't have knowledge self, it will bring you down into total ruin. It will totally break you down and destroy you. But if you go into it with knowledge of self, you go into it with wisdom, you go into it with understanding, then you can pull all manners of treasures out of it. And I'm not talking about the pleasurable feelings. You can pull all manners of treasure out of it. And for kings, that's what it's there for. It's not for you to destroy your kingdom. Now, of course, she doesn't care either way. In fact, her ability to destroy you for her a lot of times only allows her to prove her own power. It's just her nature to destroy. And it's your nature, like I've said in another video, to stand up in that thing and don't get broken down. You know? In the immortal words of uh, the great poet, John Witherspoon, you know, don't be pussy whipped, whip that pussy. So anyway, I'm out of here. This is Chief Uh signing out. And I will that all of you enjoy your your dawning afternoon or evening all right peace